The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Saint Teresa of Avila. beautiful Spanish girl, Teresa de Ahumada, who entered a Carmelite convent when she was 17, left that same convent when she was 43. And when she left, it was to found a new convent based on a new rule, the first home of the discalced Carmelites. And when she did this, she took her place in one of the great movements of the 16th century, the reform of the Catholic Church. closer to the grill, Brother Mariano. I want to see if you're taking care of yourself. A little weary, Mother Teresa, that's all. Oh, and how is your patient? Not much better, I'm afraid. Poor Gomez. But you must not exhaust yourself, Brother. It's not so much the care of Gomez that tires me, Mother Prioress. I know, I know. Heaven defend us, I know. It's his wife. Hmm. The Princess of Eberly is... Uh... Well, how shall I say it? Impossible? Would that be a way to say it? Doña Ana is, uh, well, difficult. You can be frank with me, brother. I had dealings with the princess when I first came to Pastrana a year ago. I never really wanted to come here, you know. Thank God you did come, mother. The monastery is home to me now. The monastery has turned out well. But our convent here... Doña Ana has interfered from the very first. If it had not been for the exquisite tact of, of Rie Gomez, there would likely have been no convent in Pastrana. Sometimes I think God never wanted a convent here. The voice I heard may have been the devil's or my own pride. I couldn't forget that Rie Gomez is very close to King Philip. 
Yes, I used to see them often at court. Founding convents for the discalced Carmelites has been no easy matter, Brother Mariano. The first one at Avila was difficult enough with no money. What am I saying? Money was the least of my troubles. It was the opposition to the reform. You would think, would you not, that no one would oppose the idea of 13 women wanting to live a simple life of prayer. But no one wanted 13 little nuns. The provincial gave us his sanction and then took it back a week later when the Calc's Carmelites made a fuss. It's so hard to believe they begrudged you a life of austerity and self-denial. Well, they did, and still do. Medina del Campo, Valladolid, Dorello, Toledo, and now Pastrana, they were all founded in the teeth of their hostility. And they have their influence with the Holy See, you know. Have you heard what the papal nuncio called me? A restless, disobedient, and contumacious gadabout. Imagine! It is the reform he dislikes, Mother, not you. The reform and I are wrapped in one package. Then there's always the Inquisition. I never know when they'll be coming to question me. But so far, so far I've had the goodwill of the king. At least I, I think I have it. Oh, I'm sure you have it. He admires you enormously, Mother Pryorus. I admire him. He seems a sprightly little man. If I can persuade him to keep the calced Carmelites from interfering with the reform, God save us, what am I saying? It's more than interference, it's persecution. From the beginning, persecution. Mother Teresa, it... What's the matter with me to carry on so? Let nothing disturb thee, nothing affright thee. All things are passing, God never changeth. Patience gives all things. Who has God wanteth nothing? Alone he sufficeth. I wrote those words myself, brother. What good are they if I do not heed them? Well, at any rate, you understand why Rigometh and his wife are so important to me. Bluntly, I, I need every good office I have with King Philip. I do understand, Mother Paris. Well, uh, I shall get back to my patient. Don't let me detain you with my chatter. God give you grace, brother. God be with you, Mother Teresa. I'll keep you informed. Patience gives all things. Who has God wanteth nothing. Alone he sufficeth. Princess wishes to be a nun? The convent is doomed. Mother Teresa, I admit I was impetuous. I, I was hasty, I know. But, but you, you have no idea how the princess of carried on. Of course I have she... an idea. I've known Dona Ana longer than you have. Ruiz Gomez had hardly expired when she rushed to her wardrobe, pulled out a Carmelite habit, and demanded that I clothe her in it then and there. And now she wants to live here, at the convent. She's on her way, Mother Teresa. I hurried her to tell you. <sighs> oh, God never wanted a convent in Pastrana, I'm convinced. Oh, I've been a fool, a plain fool. Oh, please don't say that, Mother Priorus. We are supposed to walk in truth, brother, and the truth is I was a fool. I had just established the convent in Toledo. We'd only been settled in it for about a week. I was having dinner in the refectory and thinking to myself, 
that the Feast of Pentecost was coming soon and I might have a little rest. Then the letter arrived from the princess demanding a convent for Pastrana. I started to reply that there were already quite enough convents in Pastrana, but then I, I prayed for a time before the Blessed Sacrament. I thought I heard God's voice telling me to consent. I talked to my confessor. He advised me to consent. Well, well, in short, I, I consented. Will you take the princess in, Mother Teresa? Can I turn her away? She and her husband built this convent. The tables, the chairs, the choir stalls, the, the benches in the, in the refectory, even the, even the flowers outside our gates. She paid for them all. How can I tell her she may not enter? Then you, you will accept her? The Carmel is the Lord's living garden, the mountain friendly and agreeable in which it pleases God to dwell. But, uh, uh, what will you say to her? Why, I suppose I shall say, welcome to Carmel. I wish you much joy. Mother Teresa, I have come to live with you. I have come home to my convent. Welcome to Carmel, Doña Anna. I have taken the name of Anna, of the Mother of God. I wish you much joy, Doña Anna. Mother Prioress, Sister Anna of the Mother of God would like to know whether or not she may have a piece of fruit. The collation is at five o'clock, sister. Did you tell her that? Yes, Mother Teresa. And what did she say? She said she was hungry. Hungry? And thirsty. You may take a glass of water to Sister Anna, of the Mother of God. Tell her she receives it by special permission. Praise be Jesus Christ, Mother Prioress. May he be forever praised. Mother Teresa... Sister Anna, the Mother of God, wishes milk in her coffee during the Black Fast. Milk? Milk during the Black Fast? Yes, Mother Prioress. Does the sister intend to observe Lent, or does she not? She simply asked for milk in her coffee. Also in her tea. Please tell Sister Anna that no dairy products of any kind are permitted on any Friday or during the entire Lenten period. Yes, Mother Teresa. Or on any special feast days, which it is my prerogative to announce as I see fit. Tell her that. Praise be Jesus Christ, Mother Prioress. May he be forever praised, sister. Mother Teresa, Sister Anna, the Mother of God, doesn't like the woolen sheets. No one likes woolen sheets, so far as I know, sister. She says they make her itch. I see nothing wrong with that, so long as she doesn't scratch. She wishes to change them for linen sheets, she says. There are no linen sheets in any discalced Carmelite convent in the whole of Spain. Please tell her that. She says she has her own, Sister Teresa. Tell her. Oh, God, help me. I'll tell her myself. Praise be Jesus Christ, Mother Prince. May he be forever praised. Sister Anna, it has come to my ears that there are some things about the life here which are 
not to your liking. Such as the food, the sheets. Oh, I never meant that you should be troubled with my small discomforts, Mother Prioress. I have arranged everything to my satisfaction. You have? How have you done that? I had a few little things sent over from the palace. This is a matter for discipline. Oh, come, Mother Teresa, you would not attempt to discipline me. Sister Anna, how much do you know of the history of the discalced Carmelites? Oh, quite a lot, Mother Teresa. I was most impressed. That is why I asked you to found this convent for me. Was it ever explained to you why we call ourselves the discalced? No, it never was, and I don't understand it because you don't go barefoot at all, do you? You wear sandals. I never meant the word to be taken in its literal sense. It's true that the first friars at Durello went barefoot, but the only result that I could see was that they took to riding on mules when they could very well have walked. The nuns have all worn sandals from the very first. No, no, discalced stands for the simple idea of reform. And reform means a return to the primitive rule of the Carmelite order given by Fray Hugo, Cardinal of Santa Sabina, in the year 1248, a simple life in the spirit of the ancient hermits of Mount Carmel. Oh, spare me, Mother Teresa, some other time I implore you. Contemplation. Contemplation is the core of a Carmelite's existence. Mother Teresa, I want to show you something. This is the crucifix I had sent from the palace. It was a gift from Antonio de Perez, the king's secretary. Ah, oh, such a charming man, such elegance. He had it made for me in Madrid, and I thought we might hang it on the west wall of the locutorio. Dona Anna, the body of Christ is not shown on any wall. The nuns are supposed to take his place on the cross. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, it's too bad. We have never found it bad. Well, I only meant the wall is so bare. Well, never mind. Now, now, do look at this picture. I want to give it to you. To me? Oh, not to you, Mother Teresa. I know you are not supposed to own anything. But I thought we could put it on that bare west wall. That wall is bare, Sister Anna, because nuns are not supposed to look at walls. Contemplation. Contemplation is the center of our existence. It is in contemplation that our union with God is realized. Oh, Mother Teresa, I've watched you. It seems to me you spend very little time in contemplation. You're forever busy at something or other. God, give me patience. We have not instructed you well, sister, if you think that being busy shuts out contemplation. A Carmelite sister communes with God through internal prayer. Have you not studied the Carmelite rule at all? You will find everything there. Oh, holy Savior, it's, it's hopeless to try and tell you these things when, when you're so ill-prepared. Well, I'll read the rule again, Mother Teresa, the first chance I get. Now, I really would like to ask a small favor of you. Could you permit me to have a mirror in my cell? Mother Prioress, Sister Anna of the Mother of God begs you to accept this gold cloth for the altar. Holy mother. It must have caught... Oh, I hate to think of that price. We'll save it. We'll save it for the, the Feast of the Assumption, I think. Mother Teresa, Sister Anna wishes me to bring her tea to her cell. 
Have you told her that Carmelite nuns are not permitted to set foot in one another's cells? Yes, Mother Teresa. Then how in the name of heaven? Oh, go with God, sister. Mother Prioress, Sister Anna of the Mother of God sends you these silver spoons from Madrid. Doesn't the sister know that Carmelites use only wooden spoons made for us by the Trappists? I felt it wasn't my place, Mother Teresa, to tell her something she could see very well every time she eats in the refectory. Which isn't too often, of course. That's enough, sister. Yes, Mother Prioress. Sister Anna of the Mother of God has requested a piece of meat at the 11 o'clock meal. Is she ill? No, Mother. At least she has not reported to the infirmarian. Go with God, daughter. Doniana. Yes, Mother Teresa. You know, I was 43 years old when I first conceived the idea of the reform, hmm? Were you? I never knew that. I'd been a nun at the convent of the Incarnation at Avila for 26 years. Really? But conditions within the church concerned me just as much. Oh, really? Nuns were allowed to come and go as they pleased, to visit friends or family. I did so myself. We wore habits, of course, but... No one kept us from making them as attractive as possible. We wore bracelets and, and beads and rings. Oh, I think the habit is lovely, especially the white cape. There was no question of equality. My father was able to give me a generous dowry, so I had a charming cell with a guest room and a kitchen. Oh, very nice. The nuns with small dowries slept in a dormitory. Oh. I also had an oratory which I decorated with ornaments and, and pictures. Pictures? But you said that pictures... This was before the reform. We had visitors. My own sister came to live with me for a year before she married. Everyone brought us gifts, all sorts of delicacies. The locutorio, more often than not, had all the gaiety of a social gathering. Oh, it sounds charming. It was intolerable. The spiritual life had become a mad farce. And so the convent of San Jose came into being in Avila. The first convent of the Discalced Carmelites. The barefoot Carmelites. Not barefoot, literally. No, I explain. Yes, yes I know. Uh, Mother Prior, sometime soon I want to hear all about it. But right now I want to tell you what I plan to do. I think I shall build a little hermitage for myself at the end of the garden. I don't think I should live in such close contact with the nuns. Always really are so different. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes, I, I, I think I agree. She plans to build a little hermitage at the end of the garden, Brother Mariano. And I agreed. Anything seemed preferable to the situation as it now stands. Well, uh, I think you're right, Mother Prioress. Perhaps when the social season gets underway, she will want to return to Madrid. Do you think that's possible? Well, it's possible, Mother Prioress. You don't think it probable? Well, it's my understanding that she never really cared very much for Pastrana. It was Rui Gomez who was so attached to this place. Hmm. The cultivation of the mulberry. That was his great interest. Yes, the silk weavers, the tapestry makers, he brought them all here. I can't think Doña Anna has a very deep interest in the mulberry. No. Politics and uh, social life are more to her liking. 
So I think she may well decide to go back to Madrid. Don't you? Um, except for one thing. What's that? In heaven's name, tell me. I'm, I'm prepared for anything. At least I, I think I am. I, um... I saw Antonio de Perez in town yesterday. Uh, it's not the first time he's been here. I can't believe it. What nonsense am I talking? I, I must believe it if you tell me it's true. It could explain in part the little hermitage at the end of the garden. Oh, Brother Mariano, what can I do? Mother Teresa, you, you could ask her to leave. She has children who need her. She has property, heaven knows, and that must need looking after. Am I cowardly, brother? Am I so cowardly that I dare not speak out to a foolish, frivolous woman who is disrupting the convent? Do I simply lack common courage? No one ever said that of you, Mother Teresa. I should not like to have them start now. I think I need to pray, brother. Let me know whenever you need me, Mother Pyrus. God reward you, brother. Mother Pyrus, Sister Anna of the Mother of God has decided to discard the habit from now on. Has she indeed? She has decided to wear her own gown. Seems a sensible decision. Mother Pyrus, that is not all. Sister Anna of the Mother of God does not wish to be called by that name any longer. No? What does she wish to be called? Simply, Senora Doña Anna. Simply? That is what she said. Senora Doña Anna wishes to remind us not only that she is of the world, but of the nobility, hmm? Yes, Mother Teresa. We will comply. Yes, Mother Teresa. Praise be Jesus Christ. May he be forever praised. Mother Prioress, Senora Doña Anna insists that I help her to disrobe each night. Oh? And many times it is very late when she retires. Oh? And she insists that I kneel in front of her when I give her the nightgown. Enough, enough. I've heard enough. Praise be Jesus Christ, Mother Teresa. May he be forever praised. You wanted to see me, Mother Teresa? Come in, Doña Anna. Or am I to call you Senora? Oh, not you, Mother. I would never ask such a thing. I'm glad to hear it. You know Brother Mariano, I believe. The Senora, uh, Doña Anna, and I have been uh, acquainted many years, a long time. Brother Mariano. Sit down, both of you. I have a good deal to say. Doña Anna, it has come to my attention that the carpenters have been busy in your hermitage at the end of the garden. Well, I needed a wardrobe, Mother Teresa, for my gown. I understood that. But it should not take two weeks to build a wardrobe. Have they disturbed you, Mother Teresa? No, no, they've been extremely cooperative. It was when I went to thank them this morning that I found them constructing a door through the garden wall to the street. Well, I... I thought it would be so much easier to... to... come and go as you please. Doña Anna, when I left the convent of the Incarnation in Avila... To initiate the reform, one of the most pernicious evils I sought to correct was the corruption of Carmelite convents by selfish and willful noble women who found convent life preferable to living in the world without a husband. Mother Teresa... They could not manage their lives alone, so they flocked to the convents and took refuge behind holy walls to hide their helplessness and their confusion. Surely you do not think that... I do think. Once having taken refuge on sacred ground, 
they set about turning their lives into thinly disguised replicas of the very lives they pretended to have abandoned. Oh, Mother Teresa, do you think you should It must these... be said, Brother Mariano, and it must be done. Surely you're not going to ask me to leave here, Why, that would be the No, most... Senora, I can hardly do that. No, you are welcome to stay here. I and my daughters will leave. Leave the convent? When we have left, I hardly think it will be considered a convent. Brother Mariano, you have the inventory? Uh, yes. Here it is, Mother Prioress. Give it to the senora. Well, what is this? It is a list of everything you have bought for the convent. We leave with nothing we did not have when we arrived. Now, senora Doña Ana, I bid you farewell. Never, never have I been so mistreated and insulted. Where did she get this list? Is it complete? If anything is missing, I shall sue. It is quite complete, senora. Mother Teresa has been working on it for many weeks. She only finished it this morning. Many weeks, did you say? Yes, senora. She began the list. Let me see, when was it? Oh, yes. The night your husband died. Yes, she began it the night you arrived here at the convent. Like many a religious of her time, St. Teresa's own inclination had been toward solitude, silence, and meditation, forever seeking the direct communion with God that is every saint's desire. Yet Teresa of Avila, in the service of her Lord, could and did become the woman of force, of decision, of positive action, dedicated to the holy task of making his word come to pass. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore. 
Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.